All right, everyone. Thank you for coming back and listening to Tales from the Homestead, the stories behind the Tawesome Tales from the Carnivaleros. Yeah. Tawesome Tales is the latest release from the Carnivaleros, and we're here again with Gary and Carl. And my name is Bjorkvin, and I'm the host and the main question asker. (laughs) (laughs) Howdy. Hey, Carl and I were just talking the other day about... uh, People might be wondering why why the word homestead. Yeah. So. Uh, so I ask, why the word home, <laughs> why is it called homestead? <laughs> well, let me think here. Uh, well, well I, have, uh, I have a bunch of questions about the Carmelos. Oh, oh, okay. Uh, uh, the CD we, uh, I released in two thousand nine was called Happy Homestead, mm-hmm. and part of the reason for that uh, is. Um, I have some uh, property in Kansas that is actually a homestead that was my great grandmother's. Oh. It was uh, purchased during the Homestead Act. Okay. And um, so that's still in the family. And uh, uh, I penned a song, I think, while I was actually uh, driving from uh, New Mexico. Yeah. Up through Oklahoma, Texas, and then into Kansas. Okay. And that's uh, the home or the song "Happy Homestead" came out of that. Yeah. Uh, and uh, so I, I, I guess uh, at some point along the line, I just named the studio Homestead, or maybe Carl did. I'm not sure. <laughs> it needed a moniker. It huh? needed a moniker. So. So for those who aren't familiar with it. Like, um, I don't know, myself, maybe. What is the Homestead Act? Okay. The Homestead Act, I believe, started in the late 1800s, and it was a way to get people to move west. Oh, okay. And uh, so um, either the state or the federal government were uh, giving away property, essentially, at a dollar an acre if... Uh, like say you went out to claim a quarter section, which is 160 acres. Okay. And uh, if you lived on it for three years, then it was yours for a dollar an acre. Wow. So $160 essentially. Yeah. Back in 19, you know, the early 1900s, late 1800s. Wow. And um, my great grandmother and grandfather who I never met. I met my great-grandmother. Uh, um, uh, we're uh, on, the, on the tail end of the Homestead Act. They found this one piece of property out in western Kansas and uh, decided to go for it. And, hmm. uh, so lived out there for three years and had, had uh, my grandmother was one of the the kids that was on that little piece of property, and they lived in a sod house, and uh, yeah, roughed it. Cool. Yeah, so it somehow remained in in the family, got passed down. Right. So that's very interesting. Yeah. Huh. If you have any other questions for the Carnivaleros, please uh, drop us a message. Yeah. Um, yeah. What's uh, What's the best way to get a hold of us in general? Uh, email is good. Yeah. Uh, gmac. That's g m a c k at carnivaleros dot com. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm sure you can probably uh, send a message through the Facebook page as well. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh. It's facebook dot com slash carnivaleros. Great. Cool. So we are about halfway through the album in, mm-hmm. in this episode, 
And uh, we're at the first instrumental, I believe. Oh. And um, people might already be familiar with this song because it's also the theme song to the podcast. Oh, that's right. The Purple Door is Purple what Door. it's called. Yeah. Yeah. We start out the, the podcast with this uh, little ditty. It's uh, basically, uh, to me, it's, uh, it's an uh, organ song. Okay. But I started out on piano. Okay. With a little piano riff, and then the organ comes in, and just a a, a little funk number, yeah. really. Yeah. And uh, I've always loved the meters, mm-hmm. so it has sort of that uh, that feel to it. Yeah. And uh, I actually have penned uh, <laughs> four songs that are door songs. Right. I the call door them. anthology. The door <laughs> anthology. The purple door is on this one. I've got three others, but. Uh, yeah, how many colors does do the doors have now? Let's see, blue, the red door maybe, the purple door is this one, and there's one other. Man. I don't know. <laughs> I I, uh, I I wrote and recorded these maybe three years ago, and they've they've been in the can for mm, a while. I see. And on all of these, we brought in guitarist Ed Delucia. Okay. And it might even been before I started working with Joe. Fanning, so, uh, but anyway, Ed's Ed's an old friend, and yeah, I was just, wondering about that. I saw that on the website uh, yeah. because it lists all the collaborators, and he was one of them. And I was trying to figure out. I wonder what parts he played because I know yeah. he's a great guitar yeah. player. Uh, yeah, uh, Arizona Blues Hall of Famer, I believe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, is one of the few people I know who can go back and forth from funk and rock to jazz playing yeah. jazz straight ahead jazz he's really talented so yeah, really he's... happy to get Ed over here yeah he's a great guy yeah incredible player the purple door yeah <laughs> do we want to leave it at that well do you have or anything you to, to add to talk about really... the recording aspect there's, of not, there's not much to right to do on that no I would kind of t- you know tend to wrap it up and and, and when we get to the the oak, mm. you, we might talk about yeah. how those the oaks and the doors were kind of uh, in the. Let's see if we can, you know, if you can write stuff that television, you know, for subtle theme songs for, you know, oh, that, that we're pitching it to. Yeah, yeah, I I'm, I yeah. do want to talk about that. So maybe yeah. let's yeah. wait for Leave the that for, uh, Scarlet Oak. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and talk about that's exactly right, though. Yeah, so here's the complete uh, purple door. And if you want to know more about the Carnivaleros, go to carnivaleros.com. And if you want to listen to other podcast episodes, go to carnivaleros.com/slash podcast. 